Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica, how's your Labor Day weekend going for you? It's been almost three days. Yeah, it's probably been the laziest Labor Day weekend I've ever had. So Mine like, too. Mine no too. labor. <laughs> no labor. <laughs> no labor. Um, you know, I didn't uh, do a great parenting job of school shopping. It doesn't really help that my kid never wants new clothes or new shoes or anything like that. And then really just likes to use the same backpack for like five years. So it doesn't really get me in that school mode when school starts in, on Wednesday. So we've been having to go out and do some shopping, just minor stuff, but uh, ended up having an impromptu dinner with my siblings and their significant others. So that was kind of really nice. Nice. As long as you don't buy them white shoes, because you're not supposed to wear white shoes after Labor Day. I don't understand <laughs> that, by the way. Is that like an old wives tale? I don't get that. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I never wear white after Labor Day. <laughs> All the white okay. parties are before Labor Day. <laughs> <laughs> is it just white shoes or is it like all white in general? I think it's all white. Oh. But that okay. doesn't really make sense because wearing white after Labor Day, like when do you stop like not wearing white? Right. Am I not allowed to wear like my white Mariners jersey if I'm going to the Mariners game? It doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a mono monochromatic dresser, so I don't have a lot to add <laughs> to this conversation about fashion yeah. <laughs> I, don't I don't know i either. guess i guess we'll save that for our fashion podcast later when we create we it. will we guys were working on it <laughs> <laughs> it'll be the seattle foodie lifestyle podcast that's perfect that's right that's all perfect right. all right well i didn't do much on labor day either it's pretty much just hanging out and uh just relaxing and Maybe go to some barbecue tomorrow. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But uh, let's get on to the show. Monica, we had a giveaway this week with Tin Table, and I have a winner for you. Who's Wanna the winner? Know? Yes. Well, for a $50 gift card to the Tin Table at Capitol Hill, the winner is Feeding the Foodie. So awesome. Feeding the Foodie, we're going to reach out to you, and we will deliver your gift card very shortly. And I don't think we have a giveaway this coming week, do we? No, not on the podcast account, but I think you and I have separate yeah. giveaways we'll be doing on our personal. Definitely. So guys, we're just teasing it right now. Look out for the next two weeks, some giveaways. It's going to be awesome. This one's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm looking forward to doing this one. So, All right. Well, Monica, let's get on to the recap, shall we? We've got four to talk about. I'm going to get started. Yes. Tell us. Tell us all the things that we did. All right. <laughs> so first of all, we started on Monday. And we went to another Restaurant Unlimited Summer Visit Challenge. Now, don't forget, the Visit Challenge ends on Sunday, September 8th. So you have one more week to do this if you're participating in the Summer Visit Challenge. Monica, this one is a little bit different because we were all the way out in your hood, close to your hood, in Edmonds at Scott's Bar and Grill. I love my giant smoked tomahawk pork chop. It was huge, almost the size of my head. And the tipsy clams, of course, I can never pass up a good chop chop salad. We've been talking about chop chop salads for a while now. <laughs> I I call it the Cadillac of salads because it's got everything. It's got the nice dressing too. Monica, what did you like? 
<laughs> well, I liked looking at your giant smoked tomahawk pork chop, but uh, definitely that was a lot of meat. Uh, so I didn't get that. It tasted good, though. I, you, you shared a taste with me. I was in love with the French onion soup. I think I'm always a fan of French onion soups because I don't make it at home and I'm not really sure why, but there's something about a warm, comforting broth and such great cheesiness on the top and so bubbly and cheesy. And there was way too much, there was so much cheese on it. And you guys know I'm lactose intolerant and I just kept eating it. I'm just like, this is not going to end well. And then also, um, I enjoyed the, the scoop of ice cream that we shared at the end. We both thought we were too full for dessert. But, you know, you guys, it doesn't matter. Like Nelson will always be like, we're not going to have dessert, are we? And then the server always comes by wherever we're at. Says, Do you want to <laughs> see a dessert menu? Well, yeah, you can bring the dessert menu. <laughs> but it was nice, refreshing huckleberry cheesecake ice cream yeah. from Olympic Mountain Creamery. So really enjoyed that. I love the huckleberry cheesecake ice cream as well. It just reminded me of, I think it was like a blueberry cheesecake at Baskin and Robbins I used to eat as a kid. Or mm -hmm. also that back in the day, there used to be a Issaquah ice cream parlor called Far Fars. I don't know. It was 35 years ago. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm dating myself. But they also had a cheesecake flavor too. And mm -hmm. it, that, that huckleberry cheesecake just kind of brought me back to those memories. Yeah, that was really good. No, it was. And you know, even though like, Scott's is a little bit out of the way, so I'd never been there. But now that I know where it is, um, really had a good time. And so, like you said, it's not that far from my house. No, it and the food was very exceptional. I really, mm -hmm. I really did like it. And the tomahawk pork chop, the corn, as well as the polenta on there, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was a really good meal all around. Definitely, you guys should all check it out. Okay, Monica. So from Scott's Bar and Grill, we had a vegan experience that I really enjoyed. Tell us about that. Yeah, so let's contrast this experience with the giant smoked tomahawk pork chop. Uh, <laughs> so we went to Local 360 Vegan, and I'd been to Local 360 before, and they have an offshoot called Local 360 Vegan, which is in the same building, but you enter on Bell Street, guys, if you're trying to look for it. So we had a chance to check out uh, their tasting menu. It's a seven-course vegan menu, and they use locally sourced fruits and vegetables and natural sugar in their desserts. One of my favorites, and I think yours too, Nelson, is that we had the wild mushroom mousse, and it was made with forage and found chanterelles, porcini, and lobster mushrooms with morello cherries and house-baked focaccia. Uh, there's something about the earthy flavor of mushrooms in a mousse combined with that dark sweetness of the cherries. I mean, I thought that was pretty amazing. And can I just say that the focaccia was probably one of the best vegan breads I've ever had? I mean, yes. how about you, Nelson? I mean, yes, I have had a lot of breads that do not taste good. And this was just, just delightful. Oh my gosh. Just spreading that mushroom mousse on the focaccia and just mm -hmm. eating it like that. Oh, I could, I could eat that for days. It was so good. <laughs> I, I agree with you. The focaccia was perfectly baked. Um, I could, I could eat that all the time. For sure. And aside from that, what were some of your other favorites, Nelson? I really enjoyed the kale chip because mm. When we were talking about that, it's hard to make kale chips, right? Mm -hmm. And to make it that large of a size and that crispy and seasoned perfectly, I really, really enjoyed that. I also like the peach cobbler that they had too as well. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that. That was right after the wild mushroom mousse. Mm -hmm. That was the beginning of the, the sweet part of the, of the course. And mm -hmm. um, it was a bit subtle because it gets sweeter as you go along. And I really enjoyed that. And their macarons. The macaron with the Theo chocolate cake at the end. I really yeah. love that too as well. I, I'm a big macaron fan, so. 
Yeah, that was delicious. Um, out of the sweeter courses for dessert, I enjoyed the agofaba pavlova with wild huckleberries and elderflower. So agofaba, guys, if you guys don't know, it's kind of it's kind of like a vegan egg white. And so it's like chickpea water. So you can use it in meringues, marshmallows, and in this case, the pavlova. And the pavlova was topped with sweet berries. And so that's, I really enjoy not losing anything in a dining experience because something doesn't have animal products in it. And I think just fantastic job. I mean, again, I'll be thinking about that focaccia for a long time. So guys, check out the local 360 vegan which again, you enter from Belt, the Bell Street entrance and it's open from Wednesday through Saturday. Monica, okay, real talk. I just realized that meringues have egg whites in it. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, this meringue's really good. But I just, when we were eating at the, we were eating at local 360 vegan. And I just realized now that there's no egg whites in the Pablo. Oh my gosh, fooled you. Yeah. I know. You. How dare they? How dare they? <laughs> yeah, no, it was very similar. Like I, if someone would have served it to me and not told me, I don't think I would have known the difference. I mean, I think maybe the Pavlova sometimes has a little bit um, uh, chewier center, but still it was easily passable. All right, Monica, I have another recap for you. And on Wednesday, which was the same day we did the Local 360, but before that, you and I had lunch out in 400 Fairview in SLU, and we checked out Kai Market. If you're looking for a quick lunch spot or Asian snacks and drinks, this is the place. The manager, Tat, of Kai Market was really helpful, and he helped pick out several meals. Monica, we got the chicken karaage and roast duck bentos, and we got a poke bowl as well. Also, we got a bunch of snacks to take home. Monica, I love shrimp chips. I've been eating shrimp chips probably since I was like six months old. <laughs> and high chews. Okay. I'm not talking about the Costco high chew with the big bag and you have like the strawberry and the grape and the mango and the apple. I got the tropical. So you got the mango, you got the pineapple. I don't know, whatever, whatever other tropical fruits. Maybe there's a dragon fruit one. I don't know. I was so excited to get that one, to get that, <laughs> that bag. Okay, so here's the difference, guys. You go from Nelson, who's like fruity pebbles, to me to like the creamier, <laughs> non-fruity things. So yeah. um, I had the matcha pocky, which I love all the different flavors of pocky. And even at Kai Market, where it's smaller than you know their larger parent store, still there's a wide selection of pocky. There's probably like eight to ten different kind, and then they had like this giant box of pocky, giant was, oh, box, yeah, bigger than my head, and I'm just like yes. <laughs> and then I also got yan yan, and I was surprised, Nelson, you didn't know what yan yan was. So um, it's these like baked pretzel sticks, and it comes in a cup that you dip into like a hazelnut uh, chocolate cream. And so I grew up on those. So I love those. But I did get something that is a little fruity, which is the dried mangoes, because I just can't pass up that sweet treat. So I loved it. Yeah, you got the dried mangoes. I got the lychee gummies. Oh, mm -hmm. love those lychee gummies. <laughs> I'm all about the fruit, you guys. I'm all about the fruit. Never, about fruit. You know, if you give me if you give me the chance to choose between those fruit snacks and the chocolate, I am choosing the fruit snacks all day, every day. <laughs> fruity pebbles. <Yeah. laughs> Let's talk about those bento boxes. That roast yeah. duck is actually really, was really good. Some of the roast duck I've had, I mean, in, in Seattle, to be honest with you. 
Yeah, and I was eating it, and I was kind of irritated when you asked me to pass you the bowl because I thought we just had like a bento <laughs> each, and you're just like, you're going to give that over? I'm just like, seriously? I thought this was mine. <laughs> the skin was so crispy, and then just a nice little layer of fat underneath, and the duck meat was so dark and juicy. And so I agree with you. Like, that duck was pretty darn good. And the poke bowl with the spicy tuna, man, that was fire. That <laughs> That had a lot of spiciness to it, and I was not... I was not prepared for that much. <laughs> well, I think they have about maybe six to eight different kinds of poke in the in the case. And I think the spicy one that we had, I think, was kojujang. And so it's yeah. a very particular kind of spice, which, yeah, yeah it's not it's not for the faint hearted. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> Guys, sure. if you are around that 400 Fairview building and around that SOU market, Kai Market is awesome. The line was long, but it went fast. And mm -hmm. anybody that's out there for a quick lunch, you guys can just go there, grab a bento, grab a poke bowl, or they have tons of variety. And then, or you can grab a snack and just head on out and grab lunch. I think it's a great place. Me too. Ditto. Ditto. All right, Monica, <laughs> last recap of the show. Monica, on Friday, we were at Pie Place Market and we went and ate tacos. Now, normally... When we go to Pie Place Market, you don't really associate tacos with Pie Place Market, right? No. And, you know, I work downtown, so I spent a fair amount of time at Pike. And I have to say, I learned a lot about how many places sell tacos <laughs> at Pike uh, from a taco tour I went to at Atrium Kitchen uh, recently. And so uh, Friday, we got to go and eat lunch. And it was you, me, and our friend Asia, uh, also known as the Strategic Amp on Instagram, and I mean, do, do you usually go and eat tacos there? I mean, I go to Los Agaves sometimes, but not really like a taco destination. No, I'm usually at Pasta Casalinga or mm -hmm. I'm getting a Rachel's ginger beer mm -hmm. or uh, Country Dough, which is one of our favorite places to go mm -hmm. to there or Piroshki Piroshki, you know, just a lot of the popular places. So I don't really mm -hmm. say, I don't really tell friends like, hey, you know what? Let's go grab tacos at Pike Place Market. But I was so surprised by it. For sure. And that taco tour that I went on, uh, Chef Tracy actually led that tour. And I was excited to share places with any, basically anybody who had listened. I've been talking about this for weeks now. <laughs> so we went to two of the taco places that they highlight in the tour. And one of them is Morisco's Mexican and the other is Jack's Fish Spot. So just two because, you know, we were kind of full that day. So we wanted to be careful about how much we were eating. But at Morisco's Mexican, the Mahi Mahi fish tacos are something that I enjoy. And, you know, they have jicama, mango salsa, and chili cream sauce, and it's a spicy bite. Uh, so, Nelson, um, I recommended that. How did it How did it taste to you? Love the mahi-mahi tacos. I wasn't mm -hmm. aware that we were just getting fish tacos, but mm -hmm. it makes sense because we're in Pike Place Market. You have mm -hmm. fresh fish there. Mm -hmm. I, I loved it. When, they, when I ordered it, the person taking the order said, like, do you like spicy? And I'm like, yeah, I like spicy. And, yeah, it had a kick to it. So I really yeah. like those those tacos. Yeah, me too. And then we both ordered the prawn and fish tacos from Jack's Fish Spot. And what's kind of nice is that where they sit you at Jack's Fish Spot, you're kind of in between where they cook and then where the seafood comes from. Yeah. So you can hear the guys in the kitchen yelling, hey, I'm out of shrimp cocktail. Okay, let me make some up. <laughs> I'll make some <laughs> over there. Um, but what did you think about that? Because we had the prawn taco on the taco tour. Love the prawn taco. It was mm -hmm. fried and I, I loved it. Next time, I'm going to have to go back to Jack's Fish Spot because mm -hmm. I saw a lot of people ordering the fish and chips. Yeah. I know we were just doing tacos. I don't know why we just decided to just do tacos, but I was like, <laughs> I, I should have ordered the fish and chips. 
and the fish and chips are fairly priced too i think yeah. it's like three piece was like 8.99 or something like that so yeah i was like okay i like good i like a good piece of fish and chip yeah, for just a small stall, I mean, they had a pretty impressive menu at reasonable prices. So like you, I'm interested in going back and trying a number of different things. So guys, if you're interested in the Taco Tuesday tour, Atrium Kitchen is the one that gives it. And so check it out on their website or head down there. Or, you know, again, just when you're walking around Pike, look for tacos. Because usually, like Nelson, I'm down there doing, you know, a pretty specific thing. And as I've always said, Everybody has their favorites at Pike, and I learn something new every day because everybody has all these spots, right? So I uh, feel really grateful to learn about some new taco places over the last couple of months. All right, Monica, that's all our recaps for this week. It's not bad considering last week we only had one recap, so mm-hmm. I don't mind seeing more of you often this past week. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're headed into busy season, that, that end of summer, fall push. You know it's going to get busy. Well, it is Labor Day weekend, so we have some events for the upcoming week and at the beginning of the week. And Monica, tell us about what's going on on Monday to start off. All right, guys, our episodes are broadcast on Mondays. So as you're hearing this and making plans for the day, Labor Day, don't forget to head to Little Woody's for lunch. They're going to be giving out free burgers at their Capitol Hill, Ballard, and White Center locations. So they do this a couple times a year for a couple different holidays. You can stop by between 2 p.m. and 5 p.m. for your free burger. And it's limit one burger per customer. Talking to you, Nelson. And extras (laughs) cost extra. So like if you want, you know, onions or like bacon, all that extra costs extra. So be sure, again, only the Capitol Hill, Ballard, and White Center locations. Yeah, guys, don't be that guy. Don't be that <laughs> guy or gal that says like, oh my God, can I add bacon to it? and Or can I get grilled onions instead? Just take the free burger because <laughs> there's a hundred people waiting in line. They're trying to get a free burger. So if you're going to be like looking at the menu, it's like, I don't know. What do you recommend? Get the burger. Just get the damn burger. <laughs> I'm just going to let you know right now. Do not be that guy. Okay. That's that's my PSA for the day. Yeah, I feel really attacked right now. <laughs> okay, Nelson. Right. You can always go on a different day and ask about the different meat substitutes or <laughs> or like how's the chicken burger or whatever it is. Like get the just keep the line moving. Okay? I get it. I get it. Get some fries, get your onion rings, be prepared, go on Yelp and look at the menu beforehand and like just get the get the cheeseburger, whatever things you want. Just just don't dilly dally in front of the in front of the order. <laughs> Clearly, Nelson has some feelings about this, you guys. I know. So we're gonna move on to the next yeah. event highlight. Nelson. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's a great. I think it's a great thing that Little Woody's does it. They do it for Memorial Day. They do it for Labor Day, and they're giving out as many cheeseburgers as they can. I am going to tell people get there early. It's you said two to five, but mm-hmm. if you try to get there at four 30, I'm going to let you know they've posted on Instagram before that they've sold out. So mm-hmm. you guys got to get there a little bit earlier to just to make sure you get your free burgers. Cause everybody, there's a lot of people that know about it, Monica. For sure. Agree. Agree. All right, Monica on Friday. Now, do you like going to the zoo? Cause I just love the zoo. What's your favorite thing to see at the zoo? If everybody's in it. I like penguins a lot. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know. I just like to watch their energy jumping in the water, jumping out of the water, um, squawking at each other, <laughs> sunning. It's just, I don't know. I love penguins maybe just because it's, you know, they're from colder climates. So that's one of my favorite things. What's your favorite? 
I enjoy the reptiles and mm -hmm. specifically the Komodo dragon. You mm -hmm. know why? Okay. Millennials, you can tune out from this a little, little bit. <laughs> there is, was it an 80s movie or a 90s movie called The Freshman with Marlon Brando and um, Ferris Bueller, Matthew Broderick. Have you ever seen that, The Freshman? I heard of it, but I don't think I've seen it. Oh, Monica. Okay. So the premise of this movie is I've that... seen War Games. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about War Games. I'm talking about The Freshman. Same it's a great know. movie. It's a great movie. <laughs> So it's this basically this con game where Marlon Brando is trying to is basically selling this idea of selling plates of the Komodo dragon. So they're oh, going to no. cook they're going to cook the Komodo dragon because it's an extinct animal and people are paying upwards of a thousand to two thousand dollars per dish right oh and it's kind of a con it's a comedy it's a great movie Marlon Brando's great in it I love Matthew Broderick in it and the Komodo dragon is the star of the show. So when I go to the Woodland Park Zoo, I'm always looking for the Komodo dragon. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my favorite exhibit. Um, no, I've seen it for sure. But yeah, now I have to go look for the movie. <laughs> oh, great movie. Great movie. Okay. All right, well, let's, let's go back to the Woodland Park Zoo. I just love the events at Woodland Park Zoo. On Friday, September 6th from 5 to 830, they're having wild bites. So you can experience the Woodland Park Zoo after hours, which is kind of fun, as you get to check out all the zoo exhibits while eating snack bites and cocktails. And Monica, there's a huge lineup of chefs as well as mixologists. They include Ethan Stoll, Eduardo Jordan, Jack Timmons of Jack's Barbecue, Derek Simchik of Conversation, and they also have mixologists like Elmer Dula, Josh Haddock, and many more. Tickets are $75, and you can purchase it at www.zoo.org slash wildbites. Monica, that sounds like a fun event. I Have you ever been to an event at the Woodland Park Zoo? Uh, just concerts. I've never been to an event like this, so it sounds great. Mm -hmm. It's fun. I've been to a wedding there. It's mm -hmm. awesome. And when you're at the wedding, they let you go and check out all the exhibits. It's so, it's so cool to do, especially at nighttime. It's really cool. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I always go to the to the to the lights during the holidays. That's kind of fun. Yes, the zoo lights as well. Yeah. It's always a good time. Always a good time. All right, Monica, from Zoo to Ciders, tell us about your next event. All right, you guys, it's Washington Cider Week. So it's the ninth annual Cider Week, and it's presented by the Northwest Cider Association, and it runs from September 5th through September 15th. So this is a craft cider celebration with over 70 events, and Washington is a fantastic place for award-winning cider, so be sure to check out for events near you. Because really, I mean, it could be like a neighborhood bar near you. It could be a cidery. It could be a taproom. It could be anything. One of the biggest events during Cider Week is the Cider Summit. And that's on September 6th and 7th at Lake Union Park at Mohai. They're going to feature almost 200 ciders, cider cocktails, and apple spirits. I'm excited about apple spirits. <laughs> <laughs> Tickets range from $5 for designated drivers all the way up to $45 for VIP access. You can buy your tickets online, and that's what we recommend because they cost more at the gate, so don't get caught paying extra what you don't have to. So, Nelson, here is the deal. General admission is $35, and you get a glass. And get this, Nelson, 16 tasting tickets. What? 16? That's a lot. Holy crap. Okay. Right? Jeez. So that sounds like a great way to kick off next weekend. Um, no, that's a lot for sure. And so um, that's pretty exciting stuff. And 
you can find a full calendar of events at www.washingtonciderweek.org, which is also where you can get your tickets. And they have an interactive map of cideries, which is amazing. So like over the course of the next week, when you're looking for where to go, you can just zoom into your location and see what's nearby and try it out. Monica, you and I are both excited for Washington Cider Week because we love drinking ciders. In fact, yeah. a lot of times we'll prefer ciders over uh, other alcoholic options. So yeah, I'm excited to drink some cider. For sure. I'm excited too, just to see some of the new varieties. I mean, even at the end of summer, like I was watching my stories last week and there were some cider houses over in West Seattle for the beer fest and just you know, even like mixing with berries, just all the lovely ciders with seasonal berries is just so exciting. This is such a great place for it. You know, you can't find any place else. Monica, speaking of alcohol, I got another event <laughs> for us. And this one's out in the east side. Art, wine, and food is out in Mercer Island. On Friday, September 6th from 6 to 9 p.m., the Mercer Island Chamber of Commerce will be hosting the Mercer Island Art Uncorked at Greta Hackett Outdoor Sculpture Gallery and Town Center. Mm. Monica, there are over 22 Washington wineries, breweries, and cider makers will be pouring tastings for everyone to enjoy. As for food, there will be food trucks and vendors, which includes Azelle's, Buns, Gemini Fish 2, which I believe they originate from Issaquah, as well as Island Treats. The tasting tickets are $30 if you purchase online or $35 at the door. Monica, if you just want to enjoy the art and you don't want any of the tastings, tickets are also only $5 for the art walk too as well. That sounds like a great event. And I think we've talked before, like I feel like I don't get out to a lot of art events. And so that sounds like it would be a really good one. And, you know, I mean, this is another alcohol related event. And Nelson, you know, I've been trying to cut down on my drinking. (laughs) Right? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Not even. Not even. Well, in my head, I was trying. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I love art walks. It's always fun. It's, I always like looking through different things and you'll never know if I find something that I like for my man cave or whatever, whatever I want to put on there. So yeah. Cause your man cave is decorated with all this like fantastic art. Well, I do need some nicer, I call it adult art to even out my comics. Adult and art. All that. <laughs> I've I've too many Hulk prints and Superman prints and Star Wars stuff that's uh, all over my all oh, over my house. So just, I need just to grown up art. <laughs> when you yeah. said adult art, I was just like, "What is that?" Oh no! Oh my gosh! Oh no! I'm yeah. not, uh, oh. No! <laughs> no! Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah! You know me, Monica. I'm always looking for erotica. Oh yeah! Jeez! Oh boy! Okay. The listeners learn something new about us every day. (laughs) No, I meant grown up art. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On that note, Monica, let's end it with one more event you've got for us. Tell us about this one. Yes, this event is really special to me and I go to it every year. On Sunday, September 8th, Seattle Center welcomes one of the largest gatherings of Pacific Islanders in the region. This is the 12th annual Live Aloha Festival. And as I said, I go every year. There's going to be music, activities, and of course, food, all focused around Hawaiian culture. 
Food vendors include my favorites and yours, Nelson, Mike Shea Vice, mm-hmm. Seattle Poi Company, Mixed Poke Truck, and more. So in terms of activities, there's always a lot of fun stuff like music, play, playing ukulele, uh, lay making, which I got some practice at at Palisade at a luau over there. <laughs> <laughs> and then they always have this really big community ukulele where... Um, like, I don't know, probably like a hundred or two people come up and they're all playing ukulele of all ages, from all cultures, all walks of life. And that's like a really big thing. And then there's always like some headlining music. So a lot of fun. Uh, Nelson, have you been to that one? I've not been to this yet, but I mean, there's a lot of vendors that you just talked about and it sounds like a fun time. Oh yeah. Can't miss, can't miss. I mean, Sunday is free parking around Seattle Center. So uh, come find some and come enjoy. The festival runs from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. And we'll see you there, you guys. Yeah. Now, you mentioned Mike Shea Vice is going to be there at the Live Aloha. They just told me that this is actually the biggest event that they're going to do for this year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's a very popular event. And, yeah, this festival sounds like a lot of fun. It is. And uh, their first year was last year, I think. And their line was, let's see, they were just to the right of the mural stage and their line I think went all the way around almost the space needle. Oh um, wow. It was it was huge. And so if you think about 11 to 7 p.m. that whole time they have a line it, and they just kill it. That's awesome. Okay, I'm sold. Monica, <laughs> you wait in line for me at 10 a.m. and I'll uh, just wait in line. <laughs> Payback for all the times I've waited in line for you. <laughs> hey, I still don't have dochis. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you tried him. <laughs> I didn't wait in line for dojis, though. That's true. You're supposed yeah. to. <laughs> I was supposed to. <laughs> All right. Who's our guest today? Monica, we were talking about this earlier. Mike Shavice is our guest today. Mike Del Mundo of Mike Shavice. Last year, we told everyone this was our favorite thing to eat last summer, and it's still one of my favorite Seattle frozen treats. From year one to year two, they have grown exponentially in popularity, and they are popping up everywhere. Monica, this week, let me just tell you where they're going to be showing up. First of all, on Monday, they're going to be at Boon Boona Cafe in Renton from 11 to 3 p.m. Then they got the Kirkland Wednesday Market. And as you mentioned just now, the Live Aloha Festival on Sunday. They're on fire right now. I mean, they're so busy. There's so many things in this interview that they're going to tell you about. And here's our interview with Mike Shavice. What's up, everyone? I am here at Boon Boona Coffee, and I'm sitting with Mike Del Mundo of Mike Shave Ice. Everybody knows this is my favorite summer thing, your shave ice. Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I've always been a big fan thank since you. last year when you popped up at 20 Ounce Tea. I think that was your first pop-up yep. when you just yep. did it. You have like grown just a huge meteoric rise. It's yeah. crazy, it's We're awesome. Super thankful. Just It's been crazy, it's been a crazy ride, but it's uh we're just super thankful for everyone that's came out and supported us yeah so tell me from the start how did how did mike shavice get started mike shavice uh really got started like unofficially as as i was a kid my parents they grew up owning their own business so they had a gas station in 1999 my dad ended up opening a uh his own 76 gas station in hawaii so every like school break or every break that i had i would end up going to hawaii and help out the gas station so in 2010 i ended up moving to hawaii and that following year we ended up opening a little small mom and pop general store right behind our gas station located in waianae on the whole west side of oahu there wasn't a lot of shave ice options 
so I just thought it would be you know kind of cool just to start selling shave ice in the in the store and it honestly just started growing with Aulani Disney Resort ending up moving there and it just grew a lot of tourism over the years mm -hmm. so our business really started to take off um, just through Yelp and then in 2015 I ended up moving back to Seattle and I kind of wanted to do my own thing I wasn't sure you know what I wanted to do I knew I owned I wanted to own my own business but I just didn't know what I what it was gonna be um, and then ended up in 2017 me and my friend one of my best friends from high school Anthony Doe he's a owner of 20 ounce tea yeah. we, um, we were on the rooftop of, of his tea shop and we're just like overlooking Seattle and was like kind of talking about like things that we wanted to do and I told him I was like you know I'm thinking about doing shave ice in Seattle he's like you just got to do it man and I was like <laughs> yeah you're right I'll do it he actually told me he's like you should do the Chinatown night market three weeks it was super late notice I was like oh, I don't know what to do so I ended up ordering machines uh, syrups that we got from Hawaii um, and then we ended up doing Chinatown Night Market and the overall response was just super positive. Did you did you have any shave ice experience? Like did you know how to make shave ice prior to that or? Mm -hmm. Well and when we opened up the general store that uh, the little shave ice shop mm -hmm. that was pretty much it and how we kind of started I just YouTube how to make shave ice. Okay. Just from there we just we had people that were just oh this is really good shave ice this is kind of melt off your mouth, uh, it was really tasty, um, it wasn't crunchy ice, so I just kind of was going with the flow and nice. going with the response, so yeah. Awesome. For many people that don't know Mike Shave Ice, where, where can they currently find you now? Yeah, so we do a lot of like farmers markets, some night markets, a lot of festivals in around the city, but our most consistent uh, location is the Kirkland Wednesday Market by the <laughs> marina, downtown Kirkland. We do a Georgetown night market on Thursdays at Bar Ciudad. And depending if, you know, we're doing a private event or if we're doing something else, we'll post that on our Instagram. Through the weekends, we will have like pop-ups with local businesses or we'll just do like large festivals or events around the Seattle area. Your flavor combinations. Yeah. The, the most popular is, of course, the Hollow Hollow. Everybody loves the Hollow Hollow. Yeah. And then this year you came up with the Mango Sago. Yep. I want to ask you later on, like, how did that come up? But um, how do you come up with your flavor combinations, like your research in R&D? How do you, like, what, how yeah. do you know what works? Because you have a strawberry liliquoi as well. Yep. So. Yeah, so, on, like, I'm a really big sweets guy. So okay. I, on, like, I eat dessert before my actual meals, you know. <laughs> so whenever I go to places or, you know, if I travel, I, I'm, I'm a frequent. I go to Hawaii, you know, a few times a year and, I'll go to new spots and try new desserts, and I kind of just get inspired by places that I go, kind of see if I can turn that into a shave ice. Mm -hmm. The mango sago was kind of one of those things that my friend was like, hey, you should, you should try this drink. We ended up going out and tried a few different places. I was like, dude, this is definitely doable. When you're talking about the drink, are you talking about like from like A plus Hong Kong Kitchen? Because there's a mango sago yeah, there. Yeah, so like or? those places, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I just saw like, it's a mango smoothie pureed with coconut milk yeah. and sago pearls. I was like, well, shave ice with the syrup is pretty much like a smoothie. And then just coconut and, and, ta and tapioca pearls. That's amazing that yeah. you were able to come up with that in a shave ice form. That's yeah, cool. that's, uh, yeah, I just kind of do like a trial and error and make sure like it from 
you know, the first time you eat it or the first bite that you take is just as enjoyable as the last, you know, so it, it turned out to be one of our most popular drinks for, this, for sure. Nice. Yeah. Are there any new ingredients you're, you're, you've ha you have in your head that you want to try? Yeah, out? yeah, definitely. I have like a whole list of like ingredients and like shave ice that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. uh, just with this summer, we were kind of just so busy with uh, like caterings and other events. I didn't really get to perfect the, the ingredients. So mm -hmm. this fall and winter, we're going to be trying to get those, those recipes perfected. Any one ingredient you want to tell us, just a sneak preview? Mm. That's going to be tough. I mean, there's there's a lot. So the, a lot of them are tropical fruits. Uh -huh. So those are kind of hard to come by, but like like a dragon fruit. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of want to test a little bit more uh, ingredients with our lily koi. Okay. So, yeah. Is it be. is it harder because in the fall and winter season, it's not really like prime season for those tropical fruits? Or? Just the area here, mm -hmm. you know, we don't, we don't get a, a lot of those uh, fruits fresh. Yeah. Um, a lot of it is imported they're out of season or they're frozen mm -hmm. so I, we're trying to get as many fresh ingredients as possible so yeah we're, we're just trying to find the, just the freshest fruits that we can find and during the summer it's majority berries over here so yeah yeah, yeah. berries all it's always you have like that three-week window of like fresh berries that yep. are like really really ripe yeah. that you can use so so as I mentioned this is like year two of Mike Shave Eyes yep being a small business owner can you tell us, like, what are some things you've learned from, like, year one to year two that you brought, that you brought along here? Yeah, it's uh, honestly, we've, we, we want to grow our business to be sustainable all year round, especially if, you know, long term we want to, you know, open up our own shop and we want to kind of expand different locations. Mm -hmm. For me, it's just really kind of focusing on what I do best and then kind of the other things I kind of have other people help me out and so I can just kind of focus on what I need to do to grow the business. Yeah. So a lot of the kind of the back scenes that we do is time consuming, you know, just like prepping and cleaning and all that stuff. So trying to, trying to get those things prioritized to make sure that I can, you know, kind of grow the business and think of other ways to uh, um, expand essentially. Yeah. So definitely prepping, prepping for you guys, because you guys always have long, fairly long lines, right? Yeah, we have very pretty long lines, and we have a lot of like supplies, so we mm -hmm. kind of have to make sure we have enough of the supplies to, so we don't sell out. Even though we do in the majority of our stuff, especially our specialties, mm -hmm. uh, we we make them in a small batch, pretty much, just because whatever we don't sell that day, we kind of don't use the next day. Uh huh. Yeah. Are you pretty good at estimating now these days? Like, okay, we're going to be at the Kirkland Farmer's Market yep. on Wednesday, yep. so this is how much we're going to be bringing along and things like that? Yeah, that's yeah. actually one of the, the things I get to, I've learned about our business is how much we can do in a, in a certain amount of time, how much supplies that we should bring. I, to go back to our first event, when we did the Chinatown Night Market in 2017, I literally brought like 28 gallons of syrup and we ended up only using like 10 or something okay. like that. So, I had like two cars full of supplies and we just overpack. Just as time goes on, you kind of know what to bring and what to expect. And yeah. if we were able to sell out, just to make sure we sell out at like, you know, at a decent time, not like 
two hours into the event, we're all right. sold out of kind of our most popular things. Right, right. Yeah, it's all the learning pains, right? Yeah, exactly. And those I, were definitely those are definitely tough. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've I've had friends and I've helped out friends with other things like that. Mm -hmm. and it's always when they start out, they're they're always yeah. overestimating the because the same thing. Like you don't yeah. want to run out of supplies and things like that, but as you through the years get kind of get used to it and kind of know what the supplies are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're right now in the summertime. Yeah. Um, almost, you know, a couple month month more about summer, and then you're going to move on to fall and winter. How does Mike Shave Ice transition, or what can we look forward to for the rest of the year for you guys and beyond? Yeah, yeah. Um, we we're in the works of getting our trailer built, and it is finally shipped up in Seattle, but it's about like 75% done. Okay. So through the winter, we're going to make sure that that's kind of up and running by at least springtime. I saw pictures of it on your Instagram. It yeah. looks awesome. Yeah. yeah, so far, yeah. We have some uh, we have some pictures now. We're not sure if we're going to release any of, like, kind of on the way until it's, like, completely finished. Yeah. But it's, yeah. That's very exciting. It was pretty cool. Yeah. It's a, it was a big learning curve on trying to deal with you know, an out-of-state builder and making sure things were done, to, you know, a certain way. It was definitely a cool experience and, you know, proud that we were able to move to the next step. Now, is that... Is that what you're going to be using for your future catering events and, and Yeah, whatnot? I think so, okay. yeah. That, and what we're doing now with the boots are, are, are really great, but we just have so much supplies, and yeah. it's just like tearing down and uh, loading the cards takes a lot of time. I love that you're, I'm seeing more private events that you're doing and catering. Yeah. You're showing up around. Yeah, and yeah. So. And that's yeah, that's a lot, a lot of our business as well, too. especially through the uh, weekdays. A lot of companies have asked us to do their... You know, their annual event, especially in the summertime, there's a lot of end of the year yeah. or summer barbecues that companies are throwing. So that's also uh, it's, a big I think thing it's just us. so great that you're getting so much word of mouth. Yeah. Like from everyone. Like the people that have tried it out and was like, oh my gosh, it's like if we're going to do an office party, it's like you guys should have Mike Shave Ice or things like that. I just think it's just great that, that you're able to pick up all that, that new business and the clients from there. Yeah, no, we're super thankful for everyone that's kind of referred us and word of mouth is one of the best ways of advertisement because it gives some validation or It some helps that you have a really good and delicious product too, right? Yeah, thank you. It's been a, it's been good to have a, a good response from everyone so we're just super thankful everyone just kind of enjoys our, yeah. our shave ice. It's awesome. I have a couple more questions. Okay. Because we are a Seattle foodie podcast, and I know because you're a foodie because I've talked to you before. Yeah. Like, what are some good places you recommend around here? Oh, man. So I was thinking about this, and I was like, throughout the summer, we're just we're pretty busy, and, you know, we just kind of grab some food, like, whatever we can. But in the off-season, we're just kind of excited to actually try out yeah. these new spots that you you know the food podcast has mm -hmm. recommended or talked about or even like vendors that we've met throughout the summer yeah we get to actually try to enjoy their food you know so <laughs> it's really tough you know i love soup okay whenever i have the chance i go to kent at cat sang yeah and i get their wonton soup their uh -huh. m2 uh, and then they have this it's pretty much chicharron yeah it's like a fried pork skin with a little bit of meat on there and it's like diced up uh -huh. and it's, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right but it's called Tipmon Tipmon okay I, I uh, don't know you know better than I do <laughs> every time I ask for it they they bring it out so okay. 
that and then with the soup is like it's probably one of my favorite soups. I love that you recommend cat sing. It's out in Kent. <laughs> it's out in Kent. I have family friends that are out there, and I have friends that are in Kent. And yeah. like every time, like we want Vietnamese food, we always go to Cat Sang. Oh, really? Yeah, that's good. It's one of my favorite restaurants there. Yeah, one of my best friends. Uh, he introduced me to that when I used to come back to Seattle all the time. Uh huh. I'm just I'm all about like kind of pulling the wall spots. Yeah, uh, me too. And after that, I've always been a fan. I always, but I always get the M2. Like I'm a kind of a creature of habit. I just, yeah. That's all I order, or else I kind of get undecisive. If I I've, seen you, I've seen you around because I've seen you. We, I'm, I saw you at Sisters and Brothers because we were oh, having, yeah, we were having brunch right. there too. Yep. So you're you, you're always you always get around all over Seattle. Yeah, you know, kind of try to, especially like being in the food kind of in the community. Mm -hmm. I try to support as many businesses that I can. Um, you know, we're throughout this summer, we've wanted to try out different air, uh, different restaurants and pop ups like Musang. Yeah, uh, we just, I'm, I can I'm, never, I'm so waiting for Musang. Yeah, Bowman. so we're super. Ex I'm super excited to kind of see their their restaurant open up, and that's just really cool. And I've, I've gotten to know Mel yeah. throughout you know the summer, and she's just she's so genuine, she's yeah. so nice, and like she's helped me, and she's actually referred me to a few caterings. Nice. Um, one big one was was Canlis, mm -hmm. and uh, just having to. Be at Canlis is kind of like, oh man, this is, yeah. I'm honored. And you know, so I'm just super thankful for people um, that just help their business yeah. grow. It's so. just, it's like I said, it's amazing. I yeah. love seeing you. Thank like, you. seeing there is like, oh wow, he's at Seahawks training camp. Like, he's at Canlis. He's like, he's, yeah. he's at all, like, Mike Shea Vice is all over the place. So yeah, and those great. were, those are just kind of uh, inquiries that we got from caterings. Uh -huh. um, and they just kind of saw, oh, they've done this catering, and they just they called us and they're like, would you be open to doing? That? I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> so we're yeah, they're, they're just super thankful, man. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna end it right here. One last question. Yeah. Where can we find Mike Shea Vice on social media? How do people find if people like I want Mike Shea Vice? Where, where's the next place I can check him out? Where, where, where can they go? Yeah. Uh, so we actually just launched our website, um, MikeShaveIce.com. Uh, we're on. We're pretty active on Instagram, so that's at Mike Shave Ice on Facebook. It's Mike's Shave Ice Seattle, mm -hmm. uh, and those three are our most active platforms. On our website, we actually have a calendar list of kind of our future events. Mm -hmm. It might be easier to see where we're at, but on Instagram, we're more of a weekly schedule. That's going to be our most active uh, platform. Perfect. Yeah. Again, I'm excited. Thanks so much for letting me interview you. It's really <laughs> awesome. Like I said, I, I'm always a huge fan, and Monica is as well. And we love. I'm so glad we had you on. No, thank you, thank you guys, thank you, Seattle Foodie Podcast. You guys are doing an amazing job. Honestly, I I know you were. Uh, you mentioned that you guys wanted to do a podcast last year, kind of tail end of our season, and I'm glad you guys uh, went through it. And yeah, it's been growing, so it's good to see you guys grow as well. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And that was our interview with Mike Del Mundo of Mike Shave Ice. Monica, love these guys. And I saw in one of their stories that they started showing up at Seahawks training camp as well as some <laughs> other places. I was like, yeah, right on. That's so cool. They're, they're everywhere now. I'm just, I love it. Yeah, there are. I mean, they're everywhere from like elementary schools to like weddings to Seahawks camp. I mean, all kinds of stuff. So they're pretty busy. That's great. To and see. they've got. And they've got their new trailer coming out pretty soon, too, as well. Man, they're just growing so fast. I love seeing that. I just absolutely love seeing that. Me, too. All right, Monica, For that's pretty much our show for the week. 51 episodes, so you know what that means. Well, for everyone that's doing the math, 
52 weeks in a year which means that <laughs> next year <laughs> which means our next episode is gonna be our one year anniversary oh my goodness one year anniversary of not being a couple and doing the show so it's so <laughs> I exciting I can't, I can't believe it's it's been a year it's just it moves by so fast just week to week it's hard to believe i know none of my relationships lasted longer than a year this is crazy i can't believe this <laughs> No, I know. We're doing something right for sure. <laughs> now we've got a special show for 52, right? I, yes. I believe I, we've been in the talks. We're going to work on it. It's it's kind of a fun one. We're going to we're going to record it next week and let you guys listen to it. But it has been such a fun ride. I don't know when it's going to end, but uh, it is we are still going lightning fast through everything i i don't know every every time when we put out the episode on monday morning monday afternoon we're already like working and preparing for the next episode it is crazy yes it is but um i have to say you know don't i don't mean to like pat ourselves on the back too much but guys that's a new episode every week we haven't missed a week we've worked around schedules we worked around our day jobs i think that's pretty darn impressive so congratulations nelson oh I was just going to be humble, but yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. No, just kidding, Monica. Yes. It is a feat. I have to admit. I mean, it is, it is great. I mean, we got through everything and just every time it's like clockwork and um, yeah, I'm very happy that we put out 52 episodes. That's so crazy. Like I said, I thought we were just going to put out like two and we're like, Oh, that was a fun thing to do. And let's just move on and continue doing our Instagram thing. So which is still a lot is- of work by itself. <laughs> That's a lot of work, <laughs> but it's been, it's been fun. You guys, I, I can't thank everyone that's been listening and for all the new listeners. Thank you so much for joining us on our journey. It's, this is so crazy. I still can't believe that we've done one year. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's been a fun ride And this Monica. This definitely was a great idea that we came up with. I'm just so happy that we were able to execute it. Yeah, me too. Guys really looking forward to next week's show. It's a huge yeah. milestone for us. All right, enough of our individual humble brags. Let's get let's get out of here. <laughs> I feel so I feel so awkward praising ourselves. I just it's just weird. Okay, let's get out of here. Monica, anything else you want to tell everybody before we end it? No, that's it. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. And again, don't be that guy at Little Woody's. Oh my Everyone... gosh! <laughs> again, I'm still feeling super attacked. <laughs> don't be that guy (laughs) Uh, all right everyone have a wonderful month of september august is in the past september is there have a wonderful september and happy eating seattle thank you so much for listening don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on in the meantime you can find us on instagram and facebook at seattle foodie podcast and on twitter at seattle food pod you can also email us at seattle foodie podcast at gmail.com thanks again and we hope you enjoy the seattle foodie podcast